It has been one week of August. The fever has ravaged many. 105 degrees and rising. Humanity was the virus, but now the virus is the fever. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name is the Gonorrhea of the Earth, John. And together we're Henry and the Gonorrhea of the Earth, John, coming at you to discuss the cultural happening of that there zeitgeist in order to fight the war against the sun. We have to fight the sun. Henry, what's that wet bulb temperature right now? What's a wet bulb temperature? I don't know, but I know that the wet bulb temperature... I, I don't know what it, I think it's like I don't know you you wrap a bulb in something, uh, but the wet bulb temperature is like a a measure of how quickly you can shed heat through sweating. Yes, a wet bulb temperature is the lowest temperature to which air can be cooled by the evaporation of water into the air at a constant pressure. So a fun thing about the the human body, here's a quick anatomy lesson for anyone who slept through everything but sex ed, you perverts. Uh, The human body, a lot of people think that we radiate most of our heat, like we expel heat through radiation. That's actually a very small portion of the uh, overall heat loss that a human body experiences. Almost all of it is through respiration and perspiration, the evaporation of water. And if you can't shed heat through evaporation fast enough, you die. And a fun thing about the thing that's happening on the planet currently is uh, in the most recent heat wave, a lot of places in the United States exceeded the wet bulb temperature at which you can no longer expel enough heat through perspiration by the hour without dying. So if you stayed outside long enough, you'd just die. Oh, that's fascinating and horrifying at the same time. Isn't that fun? Even if you're in the shade, if you're out long enough, you'll just die. That sounds horrifying, and I really, I cannot stress enough. It is August 8th. It is 105 degrees. For the love of God, please send help. Please send help. Also, quick uh, hot weather tips. Learn from the countries that have been hotter than us for a while. Uh, Wear light, loose fabrics. Don't wear like a a base layer that sticks to the skin. You need to be able to get air to your skin so your sweat can evaporate so you can lose heat. If it's hot out, nothing should be like rubbing up against your skin for long periods of time. If you can, wear sandals. Baggy pants, a baggy shirt, probably like a a hat or something to keep from getting skin cancer on your head. Yeah, it just don't go outside has been my sort of uh, uh, survival instinct right now. Uh, (laughs) My parents came visit me this weekend and I think we were only outside to go from the car to an air conditioned place. I, uh, we went to the grocery store to buy some things today and the walk from the, this is a big grocery store parking lot out in the suburbs. So it's basically hell. Uh, and the walk from our car to the grocery store was like 
I was taking poison damage in a video game. Like I, I had a status effect. I was walking. I was like, uh, ooh, ah, uh, uh. I felt myself being hurt on the walk to the grocery store. It's yeah. not good. It's it's yeah. not good. It's hard to do outdoor activities like disc golf or regular golf, or just take a walk. It, it's 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 not a good time to be alive in Austin. I feel like in in our typical summers where it's like maybe ninety one to ninety five degrees for most of the summer, that's fine. At, at this point, I'm willing to accept that as fine. But this is just, I remember I visited Austin before I decided to move here, and it was this hot for three days, and people were calling it heat week. (laughs) And now it's this hot for the entire fucking summer? Yeah, we've actually broken a record. Um, I think now we're up to, I think it's around 32 days of consecutive above 100 degree temperatures uh which the previous record was like 29 days or 27 days so yeah we're breaking new ground and uh, by that i mean the ground is melting and there's no safety uh (laughs) it's it's so hot that the people who don't water their yards in my neighborhood have cracks in their yard yeah um i mean even even if you do water your yard, my, my yard gets so much sun that I only have grass in the shade. <laughs> All yeah. of the other grass is what is what fires like to call yummy, yummy food. <laughs> yeah, delicious tinder for me, nutritional for me, a fire. A fire, yeah, exactly. It, it's not good. I promise we won't talk about the weather the entire time, but I just want to say... It's 105 degrees. It is August 8th. We're going to die. Uh, we, we might die. Uh, if we suddenly stop uploading episodes, it's because the wet bulb temperature get too high, and John just loves to be outside too much. John, you can't do that. I know, but I love to take my little dips. Oh wait, you go to like Barton Springs Pool or something? Not to put, not to blast your spot. Never mind, bleep that. <laughs> not, not to blast my spot that thousands of other people go to. Uh, yes, Barton Springs, Deep Eddy, the YMCA. You know the the typical culprits. I no longer have the uh, gym membership to the gym with the lake. Rest in peace. Uh, but I, I, I like to take a little dip. I mean, who doesn't? Uh, there are certain natural pools around Austin that are around like 70 degrees, 60 degrees, very, very chilly and, and cool to the point where it shocks your system. I keep thinking back to now everyone listening to this, everyone alive probably has sat in a hot spring. You, you've you sat in the onsen surrounded by yuzu lemons and monkeys. Everyone's done it. Everyone's done it. Uh, But did you know that springs can also be cold? I do now. Uh, So when I was visiting some friends in the Pacific Northwest, you know, home of the Oregon, uh, we stopped by a a stream. It was about two feet deep, and it was uh, snow melt from the mountains. 
And it was a, a pretty brisk stream. If you didn't like sit or brace yourself or actively swim against it, you'd get swept away. But it was this like constant stream of like cold, cold, like 60 degree water or something. And I pine for it in the dog <laughs> days. Like I, I think about how r- truly unpleasant I wa- it felt to be in that water. I'm like, I would give anything to have a stream by my house that would whisk all the heat off of my body. <laughs> it's the only way we're going to be able to survive in a few years is by uh, bathing in snow melt. Yeah, so when civilizations were first spilling out and people were knocking their microphones when they talk, when civilizations were first spilling out, it seemed to be like the strategy was settle near water. And I always thought that was so you could irrigate your land, get water for your crops. But now I believe it's so when it's so freaking hot out, you just go cool off in a nice river or spring or lake, what have you. And that's the only way human history happened. I mean, I'm sure that Nebuchadnezzar or whatever, uh, when they were settling one of these cities, was like, oh, I bet. Well, first of all, we're going to invent this thing called the car. (laughs) But also, we're going to have a series of mega corporations that destroy, absolutely tear the ozone layer a new one. And it's going to get so hot. We're going to be really glad we settled by the water because then we can we can cool our burning skin in addition to giving us uh, agriculture and fresh water for the brewing of uh, beer. They really nailed it. Uh, What a seer that Nebuchadnezzar was, right? Yeah, died too soon. You know, pour one out for your seers, for your seer kings. Uh, Pour one out for those who who died too soon. Nebuchadnezzar, may you rest in peace at the, uh, wherever you are. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar, rest in peace. Methuselah should have gotten out. Methuselah was a real Henry Kissinger. Oh, he just wouldn't leave. Lived way too long. Yeah, wasn't he like a hundred and old? I don't know. I haven't read numbers in a while. <laughs> oh, me either. Anyway, it's August eighth. It's a hundred and five degrees. It's August eighth. It's a hundred and five degrees. Uh, and much like a person out in the sun too long, Here the news, <laughs> the news has died. Uh, the news has died. Turns out we uh, we as people decided that it's not worth being outside. The news has decided it's not worth being out. Uh, there's there's not really much that the, the news wants to do. But Henry, I want to, I want to, we would be remiss if we didn't tell people exactly what was going on. Since there's no news, we can cover all the news in a lightning fire, lightning round fire caused by lightning round fast news segment all right here we go lightning fast fire caused by lightning fast news segment coming right up okay i'll go first henry lightning fire caused by fire lightning round fast news segment item number one there's something happening with college football maybe about tv deals the sec eastern conference I don't know. A lot of people seem upset about it. That's it. All right, cool. I I like that news item. I don't know anything about it. It sounds complicated with uh, people on both sides, John. 
It sounds like there are compelling arguments on both sides, and I can't even begin to understand it. I refuse to. All right, let's move on to the next lightning fast news cycle item. John, Mm. uh, a user on X. (laughs) (laughs) No. An X user Uh uh, who 16 years ago created the at music handle on the the would-be-gone Twitter.com. Uh, had his right to his account stripped away randomly uh, receiving an email that says uh, that the user handle associated with account at music will be affiliated with X Corp. Accordingly, your user handle will be changed to a new user handle. Uh, please reply to this email if you have any questions. Best regards, X. Uh, gotta, gotta love it. They also did that with at X, I believe. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. You know, what it would be back in the day. Remember the dot com era where people would squat on domains? Uh, the dot com would- era, I think that's when um, certain balding, unscrupulous uh, South African emerald mine Nepo babies made a lot of money by gambling on PayPal. Exactly, yes. Uh, but yeah, you could squat on a domain name and get a get uh, a big old a big old payout uh, if you if um if someone wanted the name that you had squatted on. But those days are gone. Even if you've been using the handle in earnest and running it for sixteen years, you are out. We are we apologies to Mister Jeremy Vaught. Uh, apologies to Mister Jeremy Vaught, and of course we um want to remember from Das Kapital that ownership is theft and also you can steal ownership so you know it's fine yep ownership much like property is theft and so you own nothing all you can do is dance Uh, all, all you can do is dance Henry John item number three for the super fast lightning caused a fire. Now the fire is engulfing the countryside news item fast. U.S. women's national team eliminated. Eliminated from the women's world cup. Knocked out by Sweden. Yeah, sounds right. Sounds right to me. Yeah, came down to penalty kicks. I learned before the recording, and wouldn't you know it? We, you know, it's just one of those things. Singular, single, singular elimination. You're you're kicked out. You're gone. You're kicked out. You're gone. It is a shame. Megan Rapino uh, eliminated, missing a penalty kick. The sh- terrible way to go out for the goat, second only to slaughter, which is how a lot of goats <laughs> go <Jesus>. out. <laughs> wow. Uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on, we've got other news. Um, a previously reported oh, on no, no, this. No, 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 no. Back up. You have a what? Other news? Is is it fast news? Yeah. So why, it's, it is. Why'd you slow me down? If it's fast, I'm just saying. The deliberation fast. over this fast news nomenclature syntax. What's the word I'm looking for? The um, um, semantics, semantics has, has, has is longer. I could have already reported on this story. Okay, I'll take it over. The fast news is lightning is crashing. It's number four. It's fast news. Henry Go. That's right. This next regular speed news item. (laughs) 
Uh, it's a story we, we reported on previously. I thought it was over, but it turns out we're still kicking the old can around. The the upcoming title match between one Elon Musk and one Mark Zuckerberg has not died, as as I had repe- re- previously reported. Um, it turns out the, uh, the, the Zuckster and the Musker keep going at it on Twitter on the daily... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Elon now, Musk. Now, is it true, Henry, that the up? Zuck keeps racking up the W's? Yes, he does. Yeah, uh, Elon Musk tweeted out earlier or X'd out earlier today. Uh-huh. Uh, Zuck Musk v Musk fight will be live streamed on X. All proceeds will go to charity for veterans. To which the Zuck responded, "Shouldn't we use a more reliable platform that can actually raise money for charity?" Fucking boom! Fucking what? What is that like? You know, pull. Dead. Yeah. I boom headshot. Three sixty no scope. Very good job. Also, a very nerdy, very Mark Zuckerberg reply. I think I previously, in a, in a quick corner of John's corrections, I think that I referred to both of these men as a loose-skinned white men. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's skin is actually pretty tight right now. He's pretty ripped. Um, Elon Musk's skin is still pretty loose. Uh, so just a, a quick correction there. And Mark Zuckerberg just really knocking it out of the park with addressing this whole media debacle about fighting this evil, evil man. Yeah, it doesn't end there, though, John. We've got more. Because on the same, this very same day, this, this, this an, another bout, a, a round two, if you will, uh, took place. Uh, when questioned about his fight preparation, Elon Musk responded, Am lifting weights throughout the day, preparing for the fight. Don't have time to work out, so I just bring them the work. Uh, to which the Zuck replied, I'm ready today. I suggested August 26th when he first challenged, but he hasn't confirmed. Not holding my breath. Uh, that is incredible. Uh, also, just FYI, I, th- I think if the weights you're working out with are the kind that you can just bring into work, you're probably not going to win in a fight. Yeah, I don't think so. I think if you're doing your, even if they are those like adjustable, like variable weight things, uh, I I don't think you're going to have a good time there in the ring. But as everybody knows, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Uh, Also, for what it's worth, lifting weights has almost no carryover to your ability to fight. Uh, So Mark Zuckerberg has been doing BJJ for like years Yes, uh, that's that. I mean, this thing is never going to happen. This fight between these two oblivious evil men is is never going to occur. Uh, I do find it interesting that Elon Musk did not make it clear which veterans he meant. Oh no, he meant um, he meant the German veterans. <laughs> yes, so it's going to be a, a split pot between the uh, German <laughs> veterans of World War II. Yeah. Not Nazis, just the Wehrmacht. Just the veterans. Just the Wehrmacht. And also it's going to be split with uh, the veter- ISIS. I- <laughs> veterans of ISIS. Not, yep. one, not the ones who fought ISIS. <laughs> to be clear, but ISIS. God knows they need it. God knows they need it. Uh, and that wraps up my 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 latest fast. Uh, what do you got? Fast, quick, lightning news struck by lightning news. What do you got? 
Okay, fast, quick, lightning news, struck by lightning news. Item number five, positive news in for the Consumer Price Index report. The uh, ugly specter, the phantom menace of inflation may not darken our door much longer. Summon the droidicas. So that's good. What? Consumer Price Index. Good, Good Consumer Price Index news. Usually a, a good indicator of whether interest rates are going to continue to rise. Okay, so interest rates are going down? Probably not. Probably just not going up as fast. Oh. But hey, if you're about to crash into a wall, if someone hits the brake a little bit, that's better than if they did nothing. I guess so. It would be nice if they went down again. I'd love for them to go down. Buy three, four, five more houses. Mm-hmm. Just refinance? God. I never thought I'd care so much about interest rates. How much do you care about interest rates? Way, way too much. Yeah. Henry, do you have any more fast news? Uh, Yeah, I got a couple. (laughs) Okay, uh, quick, fast, fire, news, round seven, go. That's going to be the last one. Yeah, uh, round fast super news. Here we come. Uh, it turns out uh, there was a... I don't... What? This is from May. Never mind. Oh, my God. This is from three months ago. This is from three months ago. I don't know why this is on my timeline right now, today, in this very day and age, on this 105-degree day. But uh, back in May, <laughs> Fox uh-huh. News did a scathing report on people who have preferred names... I don't know. Just fuck it. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> That's it's breaking news that they uh, care about something that really is fine. Yeah. Uh, fuck Fox News. Uh, I think that brings us potentially to the end of our very fast news. I hope everyone feels enlightened. Yeah. Uh, so, can you walk me through the decision making process where we don't have a lot of content? We decided to blaze through some content really quickly. <laughs> I was hoping we would blaze through the content that we didn't want to talk about at length uh, because I didn't want to be on the hook to discuss the ins and outs, particularly of the U.S. women's national team and what's happening in college football because I don't understand them. I mean, yeah, that was the best way to talk about the uh, the whatever Mark Zuckerberg Twitter, anything involving Twitter fight. Because I, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I think, okay, just to go back to the Twitter fight. No. I I think that the Twitter fight is, don't worry, it's about the, the theme and the ills of society. Oh, okay. Um, I think the, the Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk fight thing is really dancing with the stars in these two people when I feel like we really got into like a pretty good cadence of dunking on them and disliking them and now people it's really easy to get people like riled up and into camps when you say that like oh they're gonna fight whereas like if they weren't gonna fight we could just continue to focus on their words and deeds as horrible people Right. No, but the, the fact that they keep saying they're going to fight, it just it raises their uh, their um I don't know their their clout every so often. It's like they're getting it, like it's kind of like virtue signaling. It's it's weird because at least in American culture, it seems as though like 
spectacle can wash away or mask a lot of misdeeds. And that isn't even going to down to like people like Floyd Mayweather who are just Mm -hmm. kind of Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor and a lot of other professional fighters who are just kind of bad people. Uh, But it seems like if you put spectacle in front of people, they just kind of forget all the awful shit you do. Yeah. We've seen that in a, politics for years <laughs> it, it it's i i mean i feel like if um who's a who's a really objectively terrible person that we haven't talked about that we already. haven't talked about yeah peter teal walk me through peter teal's deal uh palantir uh funds a lot of conservative young conservative podcasts is a very big part of the like new arch conservative movement also like a weird health and wellness guy takes young people's blood uh but if peter teal came out tomorrow and people were like is peter teal goaded with the sauce peter teal releases single slap my booty chimpanzee uh and it was like really good <laughs> like the second we have spectacle about someone we we start to forget when they're actually bad people Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's happened time and time again. It's the deflect and uh, just deflect sort of thing. Yeah. Make a bigger headline, release some unsavory sort of news instead of facing the story head on. It's it's happened. It was nice that Rudy Giuliani could not mask Singer his way out of hot water that one time. That was amazing that that was the stunt but it did nothing for him whatsoever. And America's mayor is now America's forgotten footnote. He, he just went in too hard on it. Like immediately off of the, uh, the, the Trump presidency, he's like, ah, uh, mass singer. And people were like, come on, man. Like, yeah. we, we don't forget that time you leaked. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, do, we don't forget four seasons landscaping. We'll it's, never too, forget. it's too fresh. Give it a year. We'll always have four seasons landscaping. <laughs> I'm sure there will be a time when like Kyle Rittenhouse comes out on the mass singer as an AR 15 or whatever. And then everyone will forgive him. But John and Henry say a lot of things here that are legally like super bad. So we have removed it to save them from prison. Bunga bunga. It's chili dog time. For anything we say. We're not liable for anything we say. Um, alleged. <laughs> Allegedly. Yes. Uh, anyway, moving on from anything that would get us into legal hot water. I'm going to bleep the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Just bleep the last 30. I'm going to bleep the last 30 minutes. Uh, anyway, enough about those people and the mass singerfication of... Reality, Henry. <laughs> yes. No, I I do truly think, in in my overarching uh, theory of modern society, I think there is a mass singerfication of reality. So what? Do you, so let's dive into that because what does that mean? A mass singerfication of reality. I just think maybe Mass Singer is an unfortunate thing to pin this on, but I feel like kind of everything we do now uh, hinges on spectacle. 
uh, like every single person has an opportunity to like make an ass of themselves and be famous and also have their previous life completely forgotten. Everyone just wants their chance to be the gremlin on the, on the mass singer. <laughs> every, yeah. Everyone just wants to like, this isn't a correct usage of this. And I don't know enough about the Bible, but everyone wants to mortify their flesh in front of everyone so they can like get 15 minutes of fame and then like get a supplement deal or start an unscrupulous supplement company and then be rich. We are a generation of con men. It's bad. It's not good. It's, it's not good. I, I, I do truly genuinely worry that like a lot of kids grew up being like, Oh, what I should be is a con man. (laughs) I mean, if we are, what the hell? Sorry, there's somebody outside of my window. Um, oh, no. If we are examining, I don't know, the options that kids see people have on a daily basis, a lot more publicity is given to TikTokers and streamers and influencers than it is like any sort of, I don't want to say like honest work <laughs> job. But people are seeing that their parents are struggling at their day-to-day jobs, their nine-to-fives, their grinds, or their multiple jobs trying to pull enough money to put food on the table. And they seem these people on this internet box get millions of dollars just for being a little shithead or for making some type of content or for legitimately being a con artist and pushing these supplements. And they're just seeing these options as, oh, this is a real option for getting myself out of my situation. I need to pursue it. Yeah. I mean, every generation has the thing that's like, this is where we break from the previous generations, uh, like struggle to make money in a new way, at least in a late capitalist society. Cause the first time in your life, you saw something and thought that's a little weird that this is popular, right? And I'm sure at this point, we're sufficiently old enough that we see that stuff pretty frequently. But the first time you think that for a person who was born a week later than you, a year later than you, they see that and they think, normal. Exactly. That's normal. Uh, And it it has transformed so much when like, if I'm listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos or like, some ad comes up with some influencer and people just like hawking products. I'm skipping through it. I'm thinking that's weird. That's weird. I don't like it. I can't stand listening to people trying to sell athletic greens to me or whatever to someone a year younger than me. They're like, that's normal. I should want to do that. That's a way to make money. Yeah. No. And it's like watching, if you've watched the same sort of content creator over the years, there was that moment where it's like, why is Funhouse selling me erectile dysfunction medicine? Like what, what is happening here? And they, they just keep going with their ads. Maybe they change sponsors, but it's just like they keep doing it. And so whoever comes after me is going to be like, yeah, they've always done it. It's fine. I, I think that my exposure to this is in a very – micro world uh protein powders and workout supplements something that i'm way too interested in 
uh, when I first started working out, the only things that existed were like GNC brand mass gainers and the gold standard was the optimum nutrition whey protein or whatever. Yeah. Like if, if you went, you couldn't even go to a grocery store to buy like protein powders. You had to go to a GNC or a grocery store that had a weird supplements aisle. And now I went to go buy some uh, disc golf discs at Academy Sports. And I walked by their protein powder aisle, which is a thing that exists. And there were dozens of brands, so many of them themed or named after specific influencers. And the same is true, but double for like energy drinks. Everyone's trying to sell their own dumb shit. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's, 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 we're, we're going to get to a point where everything is commodified. Every, every, everything is branded. And uh, the only way to make it out of anywhere, any sort of like social ladder is going to be like, well, what have you tried to sell lately? I mean, I, I do think not to have a, I don't think that this is a pessimistic view of the future of reality. But I think that as we're starting to see with the death of platforms, which by the way, Threads has lost more than half of its users yeah. since its inception. Yep. Uh, threads, I, I think, presented a real serious risk to Twitter, and Twitter's like king of the platforms. As the platforms start to die, I think that we, as a society, hopefully will start to realize that the experiment of wideness was a failure, and we will return to a certain kind of smallness, which I think is good. <laughs> You're going to stop trying to sell. You're going to stop doing a bunch of steroids when you're 21 to get huge so you can sell a branded supplement. Because trying to sell that to everyone, they're diminishing returns when that is literally everyone's goal. And everyone has access to the channels to do that. It's going to be a game of diminishing returns and then there will be the smallness that returns. Hopefully. And we're all milking our own goats. <laughs> A return to agriculture because there's no one left to buy our branded muscle milkers. <laughs> you know, yeah. Reject modernity, embrace tradition. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I never thought I'd be a return with a V guy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there must be something, right? Like, and maybe not necessarily the. Uh, influencer singularity as you describe it but there has to be a wall that we're gonna hit as a society as a culture as a globalized westernized always online sort of humanity where it's just all gonna like crumble beneath itself because there is no foundation because everything's just being propped up with engagement and as soon as people stop engaging it's over it's gone because it's not lasting. Right? I, I, do, I do wonder about that because I feel like something that is increasingly escaping us as people is like quality and authenticity are increasingly getting worse. Not worse, but like worse. The, the concepts of quality and authenticity are winnowing away 
day after day. Like if we're talking about like the quality of authenticity, like look how difficult it is to find like reasonably reliable information on the internet. Like the thing that we all use, authenticity is going away. Quality is going away. A great example of quality going away is actually fucking Logan Paul, I think is his name, has an (laughs) energy drink that all the kids are drinking. And everyone who like looks at it from an exercise science standpoint is like the ingredients of this thing don't make any sense. It's just loaded up with caffeine. Like there's, there's nothing in this other than it's marketing. Like there's nothing. So like, at, at what point will we stop accepting less authenticity and quality in the things that we enjoy? Yeah. Where know. do we say enough is enough? I don't know. I don't know. Jo- I don't know why I'm getting mad. I don't know. <laughs> I need answers right now, Henry. I don't we have know. to solve this before the podcast is over. I mean, the thing is, it's like, uh, think about the things you, you like going to movies, right? I mean, I'll just speak for myself. I like going to movies. I love going to movies. M- movies are great. And uh, we just recently had like a reawakening. This is some, I'm going to, first I'm going to reiterate some bullshit that the media has been pushing. And then I'm going to say what I really feel like saying, but we're experiencing two original films in the theater this summer at the same time, Barbie in Oppenheimer and everyone is looking at this as like a revolutionary reawakening of cinema, but it's always been here. Cinema. It's, it's not coming alive again. It's just, these just happen to be unfranchised non sequels that were particularly good. And that's great, but that's so fucking rare. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's this, I've been going to the cinema every other weekend for the entire year. I, I think I know what you're saying, though, in that I, I totally agree with the uh, Barbenheimer, the the Barbenheimer sons, the cinema sons that people are trying to sell this as. It's like, oh, movies are back. It's like, no, movies aren't back. It's just they stopped being sick. They got better. Right. They got better. Yeah, nature's healing. Is what it is. (laughs) Turns out the disease got so bad, it spread to the streaming services, and then we had to get an operation to remove it. Exactly. Like, I I truly think that we owe a massive debt of gratitude to the Disney Corporation for playing their hand way too fucking hard and putting everything on Disney Plus and putting out a million different Star Wars things and bifurcating the Marvel movies into a bunch of different shows you have to fucking care about to know who Kang is in a goddamn Ant-Man movie. <laughs> I, I think that they made people sick. And I think we had to purge the sickness and stop going to these things. And then we were able to get things like Barbie and Hop and Oppenheimer. We're like, yeah, if we boil it down, Barbie is a, a radical, yes, piece of licensed content that compared to what it could say is relatively toothless. <laughs> I think if if you like totally remove the limitations on Barbie, it could really say something important in addition to the important things it already says. And Oppenheimer, which is a... Uh, drearily self-serious biopic from one of the most drearily self-serious directors like 
these things in and of themselves aren't amazing, but the fact that they were able to pull away from the morass we've been in for the last 20 years says something. People are excited to not watch the same shit every single fucking time. Right. So maybe that's what it is. We want quality and authenticity, but no one's giving it to us, so it looks like we'll settle for anything. Yeah, I just... I think I'm just tired of people giving their opinion. Is that Does that make sense? I'm sick of... Like, the internet is just wall-to-wall opinion of, like, well, this is it. I mean, <laughs> I, I in my darkest times, have thought, maybe some gatekeeping is good. Right. He, he, hear me out. And that's only in as much as, like, I don't know that it's blanketly benefited us that everyone can reach an audience of theoretically everyone else at any time maybe it was i don't know the thing that i'm starting to describe sounds like a media ecosystem that allows fascism to happen but hey the media ecosystem we're in now has allowed fascism to happen too (laughs) so maybe there's no way around that particular piece yo it's We are in such a weird time where it's like, it's very easy to just go about your day, do your day to day, you know, go to your job, take care of your house, just sort of close your mind to anything out exterior. And I I think, I honestly believe a lot of people do that. Like maybe they'll watch the news or maybe they'll go see a movie every once in a while. But beyond that, it's just, they just go about their day and they're normal and they're not plagued by this sort of thing. But because we're terminally online for this for this podcast, we do. We just we're exposed time and time again to just people's opinions. Like I've got one right here from Franz Ford Coppola, who says Barbenheimer points to looming golden age of movie going. People want to see non franchise movies on the big big screen again, and it's like that was always true. It's just the studios won't take the risk to make those movies. And we all knew it was true. Yeah, it's not a revelation. It's like I knew that going into the pandemic. I uh, I think you're totally right. I don't know. I The older I get, the more I reflect on my experiences with, you know, the common people and what common people do. Not like me on my ivory uh, perch. I'm Zarathustra. Uh, but I think most people are just too busy to care about all that online shit. But I think the online shit does drive a certain narrative that is very, very exhausting. Right. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, is there going to become a day when no one, there is no quality? There's nothing. There's just product after product being shilled out by whatever Zoomer or Under or whatever comes next. Er. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe we can feel that way. But you always have to remember, uh, if you dislike something that someone likes, you're just misunderstanding it. Right. It's That's all what you valid, said, or, Henry. That's what you were describing earlier a couple episodes ago of the NPC TikTok trend of the gang gang. Yes, yes. Um, pinky doll real sort of thing. 
Um, I've never, I've, I've never came to a conclusion on it, it, if it, if that was valid or if that's just another form of the very grifting we're talking about, John. I, I actually have kind of come down on a much more pessimistic or I guess hard edged opinion than what I had. I tried to be very soft in the episode because I think that it's important to consider you might be misunderstanding why something is important to people. But I think you can also say the NPC interaction, gang, gang, ice cream, popping popcorn with a hair curler thing is like, you can admit that that makes people feel safe or seen or cozy or good. And that's good. It's good for people to feel that way. And people should feel that way a lot. Uh, But we can say that the mechanisms that created that, uh, like late stage capitalism gamification of social interaction, that's bad, actually. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the thing that incentivizes people to drop emojis to get reactions from another person, that's bad. People feeling good because of it. People feeling good, not bad. <laughs> Incentivizing right. people to spend money to feel good in parasocial relationships, probably bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the whole thing, to, just to back up and re-explain this, because now that I've looked into it more so, what it was, or still is, I guess, if it's still happening, was like an influencer on TikTok would set up a system so that you could donate money and attach an emoji to it. And the emoji would pop up on the screen. And based on the emoji, the person would react in a certain way. And the whole thing was sort of how long could they keep doing it? Could, would they ever break character? Or, like here is a list of interactions as though you're interacting with an NPC, which is where the type of content got its name. But it all hinged on you had to donate money to get the interactions to happen. So there's like, there's a price of entry. Is is the art of doing various road gestures bad? No. Right. That's not bad. The fact that you tied a monetary sort of entry fee for participation could lead to a bad path. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I also think that like, uh, once again, coming down in a more hard edged way that I did in the episode, I think from my cursory investigations into this, a lot of people who are doing these NPC interaction things are also like very only fans up, which is totally fine. Uh, only fans is valid, but I also think that there's this like, increasing and to me slightly worrisome if I'm being pessimistic trend on the internet of like individuals continuing to have their livelihoods depend on establishing strong parasocial relationships with other people, which sex work is not bad. Selling naked pictures of yourself, not bad. Doing NPC interaction things for money, not bad. The system that creates 
an endless feedback loop of you getting your socialization through paying money to people you'll never know may be bad. Right. Nothing inherently wrong with the singularized actions of an individual. So it's not the fault of the NPC streamer. It's not the fault of the sex worker. It's not even the fault of the influencer, let's say, but the systems in place whereby people are profiting off of social interaction, not in the, those people being in suits and office buildings somewhere taking minuscule amounts of like such and such percent of each dollar spent because they are incentivized to promote that interaction. Like they are getting a windfall from every dollars spent so the systems that they set up bad the systems they set up bad and maybe point toward something that is pretty concerning which is an ever-growing loneliness epidemic which i think just calling it like a loneliness epidemic is actually kind of leaving some money on the table because i think that there's a bigger thing to maybe talk about that i'm not smart enough to figure out but like for millennials, millennials kind of hit a sex wall in that they had markedly less sex than their parents. And it seems like, and not that that's a, a perfect proxy for human interaction, but that trend has just kind of continued to trend down. Uh, young adults are spending less and less time around other people as time goes on. I, I People are living in like... Far, people are living farther and farther away from each other. Uh, I th- I think that the systems that are in place as part of good old late stage capitalism are making people very lonely. And of course, the a, a great way to make money uh, is to get people to spend money to feel less lonely, to feel warm and seen right. and safe. Whereas in my opinion, feeling warm and seen and safe should be free and you can pay for it if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Like human interaction is necessary to sustain life. Uh, a person with multiple friends lives longer than a person with no friends. Studies have been done to suggest that exact result. It's really just a way to, they've really just figured out a way to charge for the one human need we hadn't figured out how to commodify it. I can't help but be reminded of, uh, I want to get the name right. I think it's Blade Runner 2099. 2049. Are you sure? 2099 has Spider-Man in it. 20, you're right. Yeah, so I, I'm. I'm. Don't you fucking come at the king! I own that movie on Blu-ray. I've seen that movie twelve times because Ryan Gosling is just like me for real. When you type in Blade twenty ninety nine, you get some hits. So I was a little bit confused. Turns out I'm reading about the Vampire Hunter and not. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Blade twenty ninety nine sounds like a good comic. Would be cool, huh? I'm. I can't help but be reminded by, but but be reminded of Blade Runner 2049. Ryan Gosling's character is utterly alone in his normal life, except for this commercialized commodity of this hologram companion who he no doubt shells out money for and is probably giving a hefty amount 
to sustain this connection, the only connection he has in his personal life that is not someone he works with or someone he is hunting. And I can see that that's kind of maybe where we're heading. I, I never, even watching the movie, uh, I, I didn't make the connections you're making now, which once again show that the writers, which I think Hampton Fancher was one of them, who was also a writer for Blade Runner. I don't know. Uh, but they, they really knew what they were doing, I think, when writing Joy. Is that her name into that movie? Uh, Anna, Anna De- Arma Diana. Anna Ar- De Armas. I was all over the map with those names. Uh, but yes, Anna D- Anna Diarmas. What's her name? Yeah, Anna Diarmas as Anna- Joy. Got it. Nailed it. Killed it, John. Fucking killed it. It's dead forever. Uh, but yes, the loneliness epidemic absolutely a, th- a theme in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I'm am- amazed that I did not pick up on that earlier. Watch the movie. Ryan Gosling is just like you, and Barbie is all about Ken and Ken's journey. <laughs> well, Apparently. And- very much likewise, um, another name with some numbers in it that I hope I get right. I've never played it, but Cyberpunk 2077, Nailed by it. all reports and accounts, there are sex shops almost everywhere. It's ubiqu- ubiquitous throughout Night City. And I think that's also sort of like an explosion of the exploration of, of the rise in popularity and acceptance of sex work as a means of addressing this loneliness epidemic sort of thing where human connection is being reduced down to its basest sort of thing, connecting with a human and con- and connecting with a human with emphasis Wait. Uh, is uh, that the two are being sort of conflated into the same thing, like human connection and intercourse being sort of a replacement for one another. And I, I think that this is just another sort of like extrapolation of where people see we're heading now, or just maybe a guess at what could happen next. And I think I would just register a, a little bit of a gripe with how some futurist fiction, especially cyberpunk deals with sex work by like making sex work, ubiquitous and i feel like some writers when they do that are just doing that to like really hit the gas i'm like look how unseemly society has become where prostitution is legal and rampant i think that's fucking silly and juvenile uh but i think in the cases where it is used to demonstrate the commodification of human interaction that's good right right when it's used as a talking point and not as pure spectacle I think it is worth exploring. Again, haven't played 2077, so I'm not quite ready to comment on that. But yeah, Blade Runner 2049, definitely Ryan Gosling's character and his interactions with the, the hologram Joy are are more worth exploring because I can say that the, there is an actual like commentary going on there. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I think in the uh, actual cyberpunk book, it's it's pretty clear about the uh, commodification of human interactions. So cyberpunk as a franchise, totally on it. Uh, they they get it. I'm just saying sometimes when you watch like science fiction, they're like, isn't it weird how many hookers there are? Yeah. Uh, which is which is silly. Right. Uh, 
But that is a good read on Blade Runner 2049. We are the foremost Ryan Gosling introspection <laughs> podcast. Look, uh, I really did not. Okay, check out our supplemental reading of Barbie. Really liked his performance and, and as Ken in that movie. And it may, really made me think of him as an actor, a person, and all of his characters. So I'm just re-examining all of them because I feel like he's had a complicated sort of body of work. Uh, yes, for sure. Also, we uh, talked about Ken maybe too much. Marco Robbie, Hari Neff, also great. Uh, writer of Cyberpunk, Mike Pondsmith. Good guy. Don't know him. He's, he's a good guy. He wrote, <laughs> wrote Cyberpunk. Smart guy. Cool, cool. I'm, Has I'm a lot happy. of cool leather jackets, I think. But yeah, so I mean, I don't know how to wrap up a conversation that has no end um, because – what we're talking about is still, maybe not even in our lifetimes, this end of quality, this this needless, endless, repetitive iterate, iterate, iteration, iterating that we're doing as a human species in order to scrap whatever monetary capital we can gain. And this only pertains to the capitalist society of Western culture, like – there are other places in the world that no one, they don't even worry about this stuff because they, it's just a completely different world. And I want to go live there. Imagine a <laughs> sick world where you live in a mixed use development in a moderately sized uh, apartment of decent rent. And you take the stairs down and you go get a beer with your mate. You talk about the footy match. Yeah, you don't worry about any of this. Right, I'm not talking about the UK though. The UK is eaten up with this stuff. But just imagine a place—I don't know, Amsterdam, whatever. I'm sure it's paradise over there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you said footy, so that's Australia specifically, but they're also plagued with this nonsense. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're they're plagued with this nonsense and big spiders and big spiders, which honestly might be the worst threat. But yeah, I don't know if there's an end to this discussion. I think it's a discussion that. People who are way smarter than the two of us should ponder and solve. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're more idea men. So any like big thinkers, philosophers, alchemists out there, take these ideas because probably like everything we've said is new to you guys. Um, so if you could just like take that, ponder it, think about it, navel gaze, shoe gaze, mumblecore, and then just like, um, publish oh god i don't want to read a full book but if you could do like um like an essay or maybe even like a, a Camus long essay i'll read that and then uh, it'll be solved yeah we'll solve it we'll just have to present it to the sharks on shark tank yes oh man Camus would be incredible on shark tank he would walk out there and be like, good evening, sharks. The fundamental question of philosophy is why we do not commit suicide. <laughs> and they'd be like, I am listening. And four hours later, he's like, we must imagine Sisyphus happy. And they're like throwing money at him. Yeah. Or they're like, you, you fucker. Get out of here. <laughs> the, the fundamental question of philosophy is why we do not commit suicide. Anyway, here is an inflatable kiddie pool for dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how you get. That's how you get the sharks. That's how you get the sharks. Inflatable kiddie pools for dogs. Don't steal that idea, because we are going to do it ourselves. We're God, I want a million dollars. What I bought a lottery ticket today. 
Oh shit, you're playing the Mega Millions? I mean, I, I, I have a rule that whenever it gets over a billion dollars, I play it once. Gotcha. However, uh, you can only purchase a lottery ticket with cash, which is oh. good. They don't want people racking up debt to buying lottery tickets. Uh, I didn't know that. But I went to an ATM and it only gave 20s. And I put the 20 in the machine being like, you're going to play one number and take my change. The machine didn't give change and it already had my 20. So I had to play 10 numbers and I felt like a gambling addict. <laughs> you learned. You go break your 20 at the, the register first. Yeah, I, I had no idea because the I usually went to an HEB and the machine would give change. Uh, yeah. And I would just play one number, but I had to play 10 numbers and I felt like I had a problem. This is the most money I've ever spent on gambling. <laughs> and well, hey, 10 numbers, maybe one of them's a winner. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm basically guaranteed a win. Because <laughs> you got so many entries. Yeah, I get, so if you look at that sheet, you'll go crazy with how many numbers there are on it. As always, if John is not on the podcast next week, we know what happens, but we're not allowed to talk about it or ever talk to him again. Yeah, I won't tell people I won the lottery, but there will be clues. And Nor then I will never do this fucking podcast <laughs> yeah. again. Nor should you ever tell anyone you've won the lottery. But yes, if you stop responding to my messages, I'll just assume you won. I'll, I'll wish you well. I'll never ask you for money. And we shan't ever speak again, most if likely. You, if you see me on the Zero Credits Twitch channel, and I'm just playing Rainbow Six Three, and I'm eating champagne with caviar in it like bubble tea, you'll know what happened. Honestly, if you winning the lottery creates a Zero Credits Twitch channel, I am all for it. I fully back that. I'm going to play all of the Parasite Eve games. Yes, even the PSP one. If you can figure out how to do the streaming for it, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I can figure it out. It's not going to happen, listeners. We're never doing Twitch again. Yeah, John would have to literally win the lottery for that to happen. I'd have to literally win the lottery well henry i forgot who edits the podcast this week so i don't know which way to throw the 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 social medias you throw it at me john to for you to do it yeah because it's your week to edit there we go henry do it wow okay no i'll give you a more gentle landing henry do it all right. Well, what did we learn today, folks? We learned that there's nothing happening right now, but that didn't stop us from going through like seven different news stories and also a lot of existential discussions with no ending. Will quality ever die? Who knows? If it's just going to be diminishing returns until the sun sets, we'll be right here the entire time. Unless John wins the lottery, in which case I will be here the entire time. But for now, if you want to write in to us, here's how you can do so. We are on x.com. <laughs> I did the X with my fingers when you said it, like, <laughs> very emphatically. If you could send us a post on X, that would be great. We are at ZCPCWHJ on X. And John knows what that stands for. Yeah, that stands for X, 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 X. 
That's a little too risque for my blood. If you want to send us a normal communique through normal channels, you can send us an email to zero credits as a podcast at gmail.com. We will respond within three to four business days. Uh, we're also on a bunch of other social media stuffs that are dying. So don't follow us there because we won't follow you back. RIP threads. Uh, we are on a number of s- podcast scraping services. Limited, but not limited to such as where within they're all Google podcast, Android podcast, Amazon podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, etc. Wherever you find your podcast, if you could leave us a rating and a review would be very happy. It would make us so happy. It would make us so happy. <laughs> it would make us so happy. <laughs> The heat is affecting the podcast. But the most important thing you could do is stay indoors, stay safe, hydrate. I cannot iterate enough. I had a headache for two days. I thought I was dying. Hydrate and tell people about the podcast. While you're filling up your water bottle at the water fountain, just turn to the person behind you and say, hey, zero credits is is a really cool podcast. They do really good content, better content when it's not August. (laughs) <laughs> and they just did a supplemental reading on the Barbie movie. Isn't that exciting? You should listen to them. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. I'm looking across the way, and this is the first time I've noticed my neighbor, who is a a tall man who's standing at a standing desk, but he is so hunched over, my dude looks like an illustration from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. <laughs> oh, no. He's very scary, very scary aspect on this man. And for everyone here at the house, not full of haunts and ghouls and hints. Goodbye.